And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This week's episode of Road Dudes Podcast is brought to you by Razer. Razer is more than just the world's leading gaming brand. They inspire gamers everywhere with a razor sharp focus on being the best in game and in real life. So head on over to www.realdudespodcast.com forward slash affiliates and hit that razor tag today to start saving. Hey, real quick before we start the episode, I just want to let our listeners know that we are fully aware that we addressed Doug Bowser's name uh, incorrectly in this episode. And uh, I figure the best way to uh, just address that is by um, letting you guys know before the episode starts. So, yes, we do know that the dude that is taking Reggie's spot, the new president of uh, Nintendo, Nintendo America, is Doug Bowser. All right, enjoy. Well, Carrington, we are here together in the flesh doing an episode of Real Dudes Podcast. Another K&K in the morning, as you would say. And it is literally in Uh-oh. the morning right now. Let me uh, <laughs> let me go ahead and mute my phone so you can't hear it in the background. It is. We normally record at night, and we aren't today. And usually away from each other. This yeah. is the second time. I know. The first time was after WVGDE. Yeah. So this is actually nice. I prefer it. I wish we could do this every week. That would be person. awesome. Yeah, makes it a little easier to know who's about to talk and not, you know, talk over each other. This is true. Um, but this week we've we've got quite a few games um, sent to us recently, so we decided to do a review and then also talk about some of the uh, things that have been happening in the in the industry this week. Um, so we'll just get right into it. Let's just jump into it. Uh, the couple weeks ago, I emailed, uh, Nippon Itchy Software and asked them if we could review The Liar Princess and The Blind Prince. And, uh, it, uh, it took me about four hours to beat. That's not so bad. Yeah. And I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, just to kind of give a a quick synopsis, synopsis of the story. Um, so, you are a wolf in the woods. Okay. That can sing. Like, like is it like la 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 sing or is it like with words? Like, uh... So you don't know what you're singing okay. because all you see is musical notes. The, the game okay. is told... In a way, um, you, you think of like old folklore or or old fairy tale stories. Okay. So okay. the actual game itself um, is kind of like a book. Each chapter, a page flips, and then you're into the next chapter. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it's told in the way of a, of a uh, fairy tale as well. So you're a wolf in the woods singing, and there's a prince. Okay. And this prince loves your singing, but he's never seen you. Nor do you want him to see you because... 
monsters and humans do not get along in this fairy tale world. Uh oh. Yeah. So, um, does the prince think it's a person or does he just enjoy? He doesn't know. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't know. Um, and the wolf eventually finds out that he is listening, and she finds it weird, but she enjoys it. She enjoys the company, but he still doesn't see her, so they have distance between them. Eventually, the prince gets curious as to who is singing and tries to see who it is that is singing. Curiosity kills the cat. Well, that's about what happened almost. Uh So the wolf is singing on a ledge, and the prince climbs. Eventually, he sees um, what it is that is... See or no no he doesn't actually see but the the wolf um catches him climbing up and at a moment swipes him with her claws in the eyes whoa so he's blind now whoa scratches his eyes out he's blind and uh so he falls down one of his guards finds him and then what does his family do do they help them do do they care for him. They send him to prison. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> this definitely took a dark turn. Like yeah. Those old, like, Disney fairy tales that we grew up with. Mm-hmm. The stories those are based on are usually not so... Light. Yes. Yeah, light They're light. very dark. They're very dark. So, Wolf f- finds out, you know, he's in prison, goes to him, she feels guilty for what happened, and she wants to make things right. Well, there is this evil lady in the woods. <laughs> okay. Going back to, you know, Disney folklore and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that grants her a wish to become a princess. Aww. So a prince and a princess. But she takes the wolf's singing voice. This is like Little Mermaid style yeah. stuff going on here. Yeah. Um, so although she's now a princess, every time a full moon is out, she turns it back into a wolf. Okay. So she goes back to the prison, gets the prince, takes the prince eventually, wants to take the prince back to uh, this woman in the woods and cure him of, of his, his blindness. blindness. Okay. Yeah, so they can live happily ever after. Like a fairy tale. Yes. And spoiler alert, the very last words in the game end in happily ever after. Oh. So the game itself, I mean, the story is is, like I said, it's very fairy tale-ish, mm-hmm. um, something that you would see in the Disney movies growing up. I, I would be you know, surprised that they weren't inspired by any kind of Disney movies. Um, the way that the, the artwork is brought out in the game is also, it's hand-drawn, it's gorgeous. Um, so and, you say hand-drawn, I'm not, you know, my mind immediately goes to West of Loathing, so it's not like not that. Not like that, no, <laughs> okay. no. It's very artistic okay. um, and creative. Uh, there's not a whole lot of monsters that you fight in the game. I mean, you do fight monsters in the game, but as mm-hmm. far as the enemy type, there are different enemy types, and I'm thinking there's probably five or six off the top of my head. Okay. Um, each one is very unique, and uh, I, I really appreciated the, the creativity that went into the artwork of the game. Um, so, so, what is the game? Like, what do you do exactly? I mean... It's platform. Okay, okay. Platform puzzler, so... Uh, as you're going through each level, you're holding the prince's hand, guiding him throughout the level. There are times where you can command him to go onto switches to drop and lower bridges, um, and then pick up items for you. But he can't get anywhere without your help. So... Because he's blind. Right. 
And so there's times where you're the princess guiding him. You can only hold his hand as a princess because if you're the wolf, then he'll find out that you are a monster. Okay. And then he'll, you know, freak mon- out. Monsters and humans don't get along right, in this right. world. Uh, so you're very cautious throughout the game as to not show your true form to him. Okay. Uh, which there in the game there were some really cool interactions with other monsters. Usually you're fighting them, but mm-hmm. there's I, there's one part where uh, you come across some of other monsters. They're goats. And they don't look like goats. They look like yetis. Okay. Uh, and they're kind of like, oh, you brought this human with you as a, as a snack on the side. That's very smart because we are starving. And you go into explaining to this, this goat that, hey, I actually like this guy. I'm trying to make things right here. And uh, they're surprised. And, they, you know, they go into th- this saying, like, you guys will never get along. And that whole scenario, that whole scene right there plays through the princess's head throughout the rest of the game like it's eating at her that you know this was never meant to be mm-hmm. this was you know we don't get along we're not gonna you know be a couple or be friends at the end the forbidden right love. it is and and that reminds me of like like you said little mermaid mm-hmm. like um uh, uh ariel and uh, i can't remember the eric eric and uh how she wanted to become human and, and eventually mm-hmm. fall in love with him um, so that, that, I mean, that's pretty much the game platforms there. You shoot certain things, uh, like there's these little plants that shoot pods that, um, hit switches and stuff. It's a lot of just puzzles and platforming and some action. Uh, the way you're describing it, like in my head without only seeing trailers and not having played it myself, but it does remind me a lot of Braid. That indie game mm-hmm. and Ico, I believe that's what it's called. If they had a yeah. baby, I feel like that's what, that's what this yeah, is. Yeah, it's very much Japanese influence, like uh, influenced by Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Braid, um, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's a pretty good, good mashup. Okay. To describe the game. Okay. Um, let's see here. The music in the game was repetitive. Uh oh. Um, through each, well, it just it didn't stand out to me. There's okay. a couple levels where I thought, well, this is a nice little tune, but most of the time it was just a constant loop, and just kind of irritating okay. after a while. It wasn't it wasn't the high point of the game, um, and neither was really the gameplay. It was a little boring at times, and my biggest complaint was the fall damage. So it was very inconsistent. Okay. Uh, there are times where you would fall off a ledge, and every time you fall off a ledge, your both characters would just face plant into the ground. There'd be a little animation, you get back up and move. Well, that happens way too much in the game. That it's just it, it's irritating. It takes away from the the uh, uh, how smooth the game could run. Okay. Because you always feel like there's just like that roadblock that you're hitting. All right, well I fell off a ledge, got to wait a second, get back up, keep moving. Uh, and then there are times where you would fall off higher ledges. And uh, uh, die, or or not die, you would survive, and you would fall off smaller ledges and die. Now, there's mushrooms that'll cushion your fall, but there are times where I did not hit the mushroom, and I survived. And there are times where I would just fall off, like, a two-foot ledge and just die. And it's it's irritating, because it's just, you know, it takes away from, I think, the experience of the game. Mm -hmm. You're constantly going through this... uh, like, should I go off this ledge? Should I not go off this ledge? Mm-hmm. Um, 
type of thinking, and it just, I don't know, I, I really didn't like that. I wish they could have tightened, uh, tightened things up or, or made things a little better when it came to that, which is not, like, a huge complaint. Really, if that's, that's the only thing that I could pull out of the game that I didn't like. Okay. Um, gameplay was fun, but I was kind of more wanting to get to the next chapter and, and watch the next cutscene and see where we're at with the story, mm-hmm. so, um... I don't know. It was good experience, irritating at times, and uh, um, short too. It sounds like short. Yeah, it was four hours. I played yeah. it on the Switch. I played handheld and I played okay. um, TV mode console. Or, yeah, or, uh, I hooked docked docked, it as well. Yeah. So I don't know. I liked it. I'd like to see them do the same style of game, but with a different story, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe add some more puzzle elements. And work on that fall damage. Now, with it being roughly a four-hour game, do you know how much you can get it in the eShop? Because if it's a four-hour experience, you know, and you... I, I'm not going to get into whether or not you recommend this game just yet or not, but if it's... Do you feel like it's worth it for the, the story and the experience for such a short, short game? Yeah, it's uh, 20 bucks on the eShop. So, what, five bucks an hour? Um, yeah, I definitely think that that is a fair price. And uh, I talked to Christian over at Gamerheads. Uh, just sent him a message, asked him how long it took him to be. He said roughly around three hours. So, um, which he is ridiculous when it comes to games. Yes, and yes, he is. Blasts through them left and right. Um, but the community, they, they do enjoy this game. I enjoy it. It's, like I said, it's very unique from any other type of uh, platforming game that I've played. Tells a good story. Um, it is. It kept my interest, mm-hmm. um, and like I said, I I enjoyed it, and I'm very you know thankful to uh, NIS NIS uh, America for sending me a, a copy of the game to play it, uh, and um, yeah, I I mean I would look forward to a sequel or another game that they would make in the style of. The Liar Princess and the Blind Prince. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you give this game? I rate this at a 7.5. Okay. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty fair. Yeah. It's um, it's good. Like I said, I wouldn't I wouldn't pass this up if you enjoy it. But again, for it being at a steep price, uh, maybe wait till it goes down in price or if it goes on sale on the eShop. Okay. I, I can see that. that. That being very fair. Yeah. So, Carrington. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You have been playing Tetris 99 like crazy. Yes, I think. So last time I looked, which was a couple days ago, I was sitting at around 250 games played. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so roughly how, how long is the game? I'd say roughly, if you can make it past... I guess it just depends on, on a lot of factors. But I guess, I'd say, yeah. All right, so you've hit top two... Twice since I've been here. Okay. Since I've been here. To get into the top ten, how long would it take? How long would a match take? I'd say a good seven or eight minutes. Okay, that's not bad. No. That's not bad at all. Um, I think total top three finishes I've had is like sitting around six or seven times. Which I'm surprised since I've been here, like I said, I've gotten it twice. Um so obviously you're experienced. Yeah. You've had a lot of time with it. Mm Mm-hmm. I've played Tetris twice in my life, and not even a full game each time. Whoa! 
So I'm not the biggest fan of Tetris. Gotcha. And that might be just because I haven't played it. Fair enough. Because, so, so I've already I've always talked about how much, how many games I've played as a kid with my dad. And I do have a mom, by the way. Right. <laughs> but I never played many games with her because she's not a huge gamer. But Tetris is one of those games that we I could play with her. Okay. Uh, growing up. So, for us that don't play it very often, mm-hmm. what tips do you have? Watch a lot of YouTube at this point. Okay. Because uh, there's a lot of resources out there. Because as a kid and stuff, you know, growing up, you don't have a lot of, I didn't, you know, being a product of the 90s, didn't really have the internet, didn't have a whole lot of venues we could go to when it came to learning new, what's the word I'm looking for? Strategies techniques. when it comes yeah. techniques when it comes to Tetris. So there's a lot of techniques that I'm learning today that I had no idea were even a thing, mm-hmm. like T spins. So you have to set up the board or your your stack. You have to set up your stack in a way where you can spin the the T shaped Tetris into a certain a position. certain position to where it clears a line. Now you have to spin it to get into that position. Okay. Then it counts as a T-spin. And then when you clear a line, you send a lot of garbage to your opponent's way. Okay. So that's a technique I am still learning. I've done it a couple times, but it's not something that I'm experienced in. Okay. My style of play is leaving the right side open and waiting for that that long line to appear so I can get an easy Tetris every time. And so, like I said, I don't understand. Like, this is a battle royale. We discussed it on the last episode a little bit. Yes. Uh, How how does attacking opponents and eliminating opponents play a factor? Like, how how does that happen in the game? How do you target someone? Okay. So, when you first start up a game, you, you, you will immediately see at the top of your screen some words. You know, there's random KOs. Oh, what's on the right? Because it's one I never use. Badges. That's right. And then attackers. Or attacking, sorry. So random will literally um, select a random opponent for you. Mm-hmm. KOs will select someone who's about to be KO'd. So you could steal, or yeah. you could knock them out before someone it's else does. It's either that, or it's whoever has the highest amount of KOs. I can never oh, remember. Oh, so you focus on someone. Yeah. All right, so... Because I know badges focuses on the person with the most badges in the match. Okay. And then attackers are attacking will target someone who's attacking you. Okay. Which was, can be helpful. Uh, keep going. I was going to ask a question, but I'll go okay. to Yeah. So that attacking is very helpful when you have like two, three, four, five people attacking you at the same time. And if you do send lines while multiple people are attacking you, you send a higher percentage back to them, which can be very helpful in okay. stressful situations. So I guess what, I, what I'm kind of thinking of here is... Mm-hmm. Does it matter how many people you've KO'd throughout the match? Yes. So does it put you at a higher point advantage? So this is what happens. When you get a KO, you get a badge. Mm-hmm. You can get up to four badges. And the reason why badges are important is because the more badges you have, the more garbage you can send your opponent's way. Okay. So that first kill, you'll get one badge, and you send up to 25% more, which can be very helpful. And then I think it takes two more KOs after that. To get the second badge. I, I know it's... I don't remember the amount. Because as you get KOs, uh, you'll see your badge count go up. Or, if you do get a KO and they have badges, you'll automatically receive their badges. Okay. So that's kind of like looting an opponent that's okay. been uh, killed like Fortnite or whatever. Any yeah. other Battle Royale game. So that's the equivalent to that. 
and you automatically get those badges if you KO okay. someone with badges. So okay, that that explains a lot to me then. Yeah. Because I thought that you're just you know it's a race to whoever gets to to. The end. The Wherever, end. Gotcha. Whoever is able to stay alive the longest, which most battle royals are, but right. I didn't realize there's a looting system or mm-hmm. or something that can add to your. Um, I guess you would call it like an offense or a defense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Basically, and so a lot of that plays into you know, you know, do you go after someone with a lot of badges? You you have to be careful because right. if they have a lot of badges, you know they're pretty good. Can you back out? Yes. Okay. So let's say I'm attacking someone with the highest amount of badges in the current game I'm in, and then I notice that they're just sending garbage my way. You know, a lot. I can switch to random or, or I can use the left thumbstick to manually select an opponent. Okay. So. I'll do one of those because a lot of times a lot of those people are just set to attacking. Mm-hmm. So whatever, if you're attacking them, they're just attacking you back. So if you back off of them, a lot of times they'll just automatically back off. Okay. Sounds interesting. I should download it. I might. I'm afraid I'm going to get my butt stomped. <laughs> that happens quite often. I, I, in my experience during the, uh, I'd say, daytime, I find that more the higher level players are usually playing at that time and then in the evening a lot more people are in general are just playing so it's easier to get top 50 top 10 top 5 top 3 okay um and you've been working on something on the side for youtube so what can our our listeners expect uh i guess you haven't released it yet yeah so i did record it edit it it's good to go and i meant to upload it yesterday before coming here to west virginia but I forgot. So, so it's done and ready, though. It's a t- Tetris tutorial, basically. I said, I, I guess we could probably release it next week, early next week, kind of yeah. side by side with this episode. Yeah. So when this when it, when this episode drops, check out our YouTube channel. I'll have a YouTube Tetris one hundred and one, basically, and I've been streaming it also. So you can check us out on Twitch of me okay. playing a lot of Tetris. All right, so that's exciting. I I need to download it. I, and it's uh, great. Maybe I, maybe it's I could great. stream it and you could watch me just get destroyed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And also, um, because it is quote unquote a battle royale game, mm. there are stuff coming down the work. Someone was able to data mine the game and see what's what's incoming. There's teams coming. Oh, really? There's um, matches with bots if you want to play with bots instead of people to get some practice. Oh, in. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's really smart. So there's some new modes coming down the line also. Very smart. Um, which makes me think, you know, you're talking about bots. Uh, if you have not followed Team Maniacs on Instagram or Twitter, and you are a big fan of Retime, we, we had Max on late last year Yep. Uh, for an interview, and we reviewed the game. Uh, check them out, because, you know, when we originally played and rated the game, they were working, or it was just a, a multiplayer kind of... Um, competition game yeah multiplayer experience so now they're working on story mode they have concept art for their story mode uh and there's also supposed to be a a mode with bots which made me think whenever you said there's bots for tetris Uh, (laughs) it made me think uh because now they're they're trying to focus more on a single player experience as well uh which i absolutely love that game i've got friends that are hooked on it now and uh yeah so check that out uh there is big news for nintendo yes and sad news even what what is that news my man all of our just uh, i was just thinking about this today i i've been following nintendo for a long time 
and be, thanks to the internet, you know, you, you can see the faces of these people a lot of times. And so I remember when Reggie Filzame was announced as Nintendo of America's president. And he just announced his retirement. Yeah. Like, that hit me a little hard. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Especially his retirement video, his announcing, him announcing his retirement was just like, wow, it was very heartfelt and just like, I don't know, it's just like, wow, this is weird. Yeah. He's not that old either. No, and it, it, that was the shocking part that he is retiring at, at, I don't know, he just doesn't, He maybe he is older than what he looks, I don't, I don't maybe, know Maybe, I mean, age. he looks super young, yeah. I don't know his, his age either, but I, if I were to guess, he's probably in his 50s or 60s, and a lot of times when you think of CEOs, you think of old men, yeah. you know, like 70s, 80s. 90s, uh, yeah, hundreds. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for you, I mean, you are a huge Nintendo fan. Mm-hmm. I, um, not quite as big as a Nintendo fan. Actually, I'm not anywhere near as big as a Nintendo fan as you are. I think of like Jake. Yeah. Because Jake is a big fan as yeah, well. Yeah, he is. And I know he he was just like, oh, this has hit me hard. And I'm like, I know. Now, Reggie, he... He's really the one of the people that I think of when I think of Nintendo and, right. and as a company because he's a spokesperson. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been at E three. He does their their Nintendo directs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he to me is the face of Nintendo currently, or was. I guess now that he's retired. Yeah. Um, but for you, like, how does it feel knowing uh, that there's gonna be another guy filling his shoes? And that other guy, I don't remember his first... David There, Yeah, that last name, obviously. Yeah. Kind of bittersweet, only because Reggie's been, like you said, like the face of Nintendo for so long. Any big events, whether it be E3 or the launch of a new um, console or launch of a game, he's usually right there uh, with the fans. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing, too, that you don't see a whole lot of times, is he's there with the fans a lot of times. Yeah. um, Whether it's at E3 or at... Nintendo store, just whatever mm-hmm. you see him with, and interacting with fans a lot of times, which you don't see, um, like the head people at Microsoft or Sony, you don't see them yeah. out there with the fans at all. So yeah. it's just kind of different. Well, maybe Phil Spencer. I don't, actually I haven't seen Phil Spencer. He's the head of Xbox, right? Specifically, um, but anyway, like very bittersweet, just because, you know, he's. Memes go such a long way, and then he, the fact that Reggie has embraced the memes that he has had, like, even in his retirement video, he mentioned the whole, you know, my body is ready meme, because he's the reason for that meme. Yeah. You know, way back on the, when the Wii came out, so, it was just so awesome to see someone to embrace that part of him, and still have a good time with it as well. So the new guy, David Bowser, he's already embraced the fact that his last name is Bowser. Right. And it's spelled exactly the same way as the Mario villain. Do you think villain. that he legally changed his name? <laughs> as far as I know, he did not. Okay. As far as I know. because That's too ironic. Right? He's the head of sales and marketing at Nintendo. Well, now he's going to be the president yeah. of Nintendo of America. So so it's not like he's just uh, some random guy they just picked up off the street or something. Right. He's been with Nintendo for the past, I think... Uh, six or seven years or something like that. Before that, he was the head of sales and marketing at EA. Okay. Well, he made a good change. Yeah, right? (laughs) And a lot of people are saying, well, when he was there, EA was was not an evil, bad corporation. They still had a good name to their... Yeah. So either... I don't know. I mean, And then ever since he switched to Nintendo, which was around when the 
Wii U came out, that's when we saw that change in marketing for right. Nintendo as well. Change for the better. So yeah. he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Well. And, and his announcement, by the way, was fantastic. So there was a picture of him saying, you know, I'm ready or something like that. I can't mm. remember. And in the background, uh, there's Mario and Luigi tied up. Oh, so, really? So, yeah. So oh, has, that is cool. I did not fully, see that. He has fully embraced that his last name is, is Bowser. Bowser. Yeah. So, uh, kind of other big news along with Nintendo is this this chat and rumor going on with Nintendo and Microsoft. Yes. Um, being a couple, I guess. <laughs> so, this, this rumor of them joining forces. Yes. Uh, I... I'm curious as to if he has anything to do. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, especially just the... So we do we do have one confirmation as far as that partnership is concerned. We do know Xbox Live is coming to the Switch. Yeah. We just don't know how that's going to work or in what capacity. But if that's the case, and it, it would, I could see it being pretty easy to bring the Game Pass library to, to the Nintendo yeah. Switch, which is insane. Yeah. To think of the games. And that makes me think of PS4 and Sony. Like, mm-hmm. are they going to give in and, and whimper themselves in and be like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. We should have joined for We should just all join forces together. You right. know, this is no this no longer needs to be a war. We each have our own individual characters. We each have our own individual consoles. Let's just, let's let all of our fans enjoy what we have across everything. I... Or do you think they're going to stand their ground, put their foot down and be like, no. Well, I mean, in our last episode, we talked about how Sony just, it's so confusing to deal with right now when mm. it comes to cross-platform. I just don't see that. I don't see that happening anytime soon because of that reason. But if this, if Microsoft and Nintendo are able to pull this off, that'll be huge. Yeah. Because there are a lot of Microsoft exclusives specifically for the Game Pass. Like, I'm thinking Sea of Thieves. Yeah. You know, I mean... Master Chief Collection. Master Chief Collection, Yeah. Uh, Forza, Forza. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, those would essentially see, come to the Switch. You see how that happened? Yeah. <laughs> see, you can't do that over the over a computer because we can't see facial expressions. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so and yeah. by the way, the Game Pass library right now it has over two hundred and twenty titles. So those two hundred and twenty titles that are not available on the Switch could, could be, come could yeah. be come to the Switch, yeah. And not all of them are just Switch exclusive. Or I mean, Microsoft Microsoft exclusive. They're just not available on the Switch. Yeah. And you know, we were playing Smash earlier today. Uh, that could open up a a roster of characters that are not currently available to Nintendo mm-hmm. that would be available to Nintendo. I could possibly see Master Chief yeah. and Smash just because of this relationship, yeah. or like a see a pirate from Sea of Thieves. Or oh something. yeah, yeah, or yeah. Um, I mean, possibilities are, are endless. And the fact that it's a rumor that not even just like small independent outlets are reporting, like even the big places are reporting, you know, right. IGN, Game Informer, those places are, yeah. they usually don't put rumors out there or publish them if, if they don't have some sort of merit to them. Yeah. So that is exciting. Um, man, this is quite a long episode. Yeah. This is, our minis aren't usually this long. No. We usually don't have game reviews in our minis either. That is true, but I, I felt like we needed to do this or else I feel guilty yeah. if we get a code from someone and then we put a review out a month or two later. So That makes sense. That, this might be more regular this year. We might give it a try just so we can get, you know, be fair to all the developers that send us their games. Which is weird because at the beginning of this year we were struggling like, oh, are we going to have games yeah. to review? And then all of a sudden now we're overwhelmed. They're starting to come in, yeah. yeah. So we have plenty of reviews coming. 
um, which is teasing next week. Uh, you and Donovan mm-hmm. got codes to uh, Sky Gamblers Afterburner. Afterburner, right? Um, and you guys will be reviewing that. It is a dogfight jet game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess more in the style of an arcade than a simulator. We will see. Okay, we will. I will dig deep because I mean I'm a huge Is Combat fan. Yeah. so I'm gonna be pulling some oh, similarities here. Okay, okay, and to tease that, so next week. Uh, we'll be reviewing that and maybe another game. I can't remember off the top of my head, but besides the matter, uh, uh, to be honest, I don't remember the name of the company off the top of my head. I know. I'm trying to think of, uh, I'm still going through it and I don't do the research like I normally do for an episode. Oh, oh, atypical. Oh, there you go. Okay. So atypical sent us, uh, three codes for sky gamblers afterburner on the switch and we are giving those away next week so not next week the week at the week of this no i guess it would be yeah so it would be the week after the the next episode when that episode releases that week we will be we will be giving away those three uh codes um one of them on twitter one of them on instagram and YouTube we'll figure, or Twitch. We'll figure we'll, out. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure YouTube out that third probably, code, and yeah. we'll let you know. So make sure you follow us on Instagram, Real Dudes underscore Pod. No, that's Twitter. Yes, Real Dudes Podcast on Instagram. There you go. Uh, Twitter, Real Dudes underscore Pod, and then Facebook, Twi- uh, Twitch, YouTube, Real Dudes Podcast. Turn on those notifications and keep an eye out because we are going to be starting that that giveaway uh, the week of the episode releasing for Sky Gamblers. And, uh, yeah, you want to win a free game? There you go. That's your way to get a free game for the Switch. And a free airplane game, which we don't get too many mm. flying games right. anymore, which is which is surprising. Unless your name is Ace Combat, you don't see them outside of that. No. Uh-uh. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that wraps up this episode. Thank you to uh, uh, our community. Thank you to our Patreons. We appreciate your continued support. Uh, We wouldn't be able to do this without you. And, um... Have a rad day. one of the most popular pieces in the gallery, the duality of McDouble. It's so powerful. Can you feel the cheese melting into the patties, creating synergy?
capturing the essence of McDouble? Yes. Okay, no, but I am hungry. Perfecto. Whatever your taste is, it's delicious. Get two classic McDouble burgers right now for just $3 on the one two three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.